Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my top 24 quarterback and tight end rankings and tiers for week number 11 of the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you're doing up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure they do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's hop in to my week number 11 quarterback and tight end rankings for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin in the S tier at the quarterback position at number one with Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Now, this season has been a slightly down season for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but he hasn't been as consistently in the top five in fantasy football week in and week out as we are used to. Now, he's still the quarterback eight on the season, and again, I am not here to tell you that for some reason Patrick Mahomes has fallen off or something because that is not the case. This week, I do really think this will be his best performance of the season up against the Philadelphia Eagles. This game really does feel like it's going to be a tit-for-tat high-scoring affair where Patrick Mahomes could potentially throw three or four touchdowns in this game. I love Mahomes this week. I know he didn't look the best up against the Dolphins in Germany in week number nine in the second half, but this week, I think we get a full, complete game out of Patrick Mahomes looking at his peak this week against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. At number two, we have the other quarterback in this game, Jalen Hurts, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Now, on paper, there are going to be a ton of people that are worried about the matchup because the Chiefs defense, secondary-wise, has definitely looked a lot better this season. But at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts is basically an automatic top-five quarterback every single week. The last time he was not a top-five quarterback was in week four up against the Commanders, where he was the quarterback six. He is currently the quarterback two on the season, both the Chiefs as well as the Eagles are coming out of the bye, and I think that Jalen Hurts is going to look a little bit healthier than he did even in Week 9 up against the Cowboys. I do know that his mobility may be slightly limited by the injury, but at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts just continues to put up huge numbers, so why would I believe that that is going to stop this week against the Chiefs? At number 3, we got Tua Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Las Vegas Raiders at home in Miami. Now, when it comes to Tua Tungavailoa, and this Miami Dolphins team, we know one thing to be true. And that is that the Miami Dolphins are going to beat the ever-living shit out of bad teams at home. This is a home game for Tua. Some home games recently this season where Tua went crazy. Week 8 up against the Patriots, 3 touchdowns, 1 interception. Week 6 against the Panthers, 3 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. Up against the Giants, now he did throw 2 picks in that game, but over 300 yards, 2 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. And up against Denver, 4 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. Obviously Obviously, all of those games were at home up against not-so-hot teams. I think that Tua Tungavailoa puts up yet another masterclass performance this week up against the Raiders. At number four, we got Dickie Dak Prescott going up against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Four straight games inside the top three at the quarterback position. Now, through the first five games of the season, things were looking like Dak Prescott was washed. There was a lot of negative talk surrounding Dak Prescott, and rightfully so. 
He didn't look great. He had that game against the 49ers in week five where he threw three picks. Absolute disaster. But recently, he's only thrown two interceptions in the last four games, and he has thrown at least two touchdowns in all of those games. This spot up against the Panthers, I love. My only worry here for Dak is that there's a potential shellacking here where the Cowboys are just beating down the Panthers so bad that they end up benching Dak earlier. They stop throwing as much. But that was also my worry last week against the Giants. And that did not come to fruition at all. So I definitely feel very confident in Dak. At number five, we have C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans going up against the Arizona Cardinals this week at home in Houston. Back-to-back top nine games for C.J. Stroud. This is one of the best matchups that a quarterback could have going up against a garbage-tier Arizona Cardinals defense. Now, I know Noah Brown might not play in this game, but he still has Nico Collins as well as Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz. So he should be just fine. Again, great matchup for Stroud. And I think he deserves to be ranked inside of the S tier. Moving now to the A tier, quarterback six and seven. At number six, we have Justin Herbert, the pervert, going up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. On paper, this matchup isn't necessarily amazing, but I still think Justin Herbert does make do. Now, we have seen some pretty bad games out of Herbert this season, but typically they're up against better defenses, like the Chiefs or like the Jets. This week, going up against a pretty eh Packers defense should be more of like what we saw last week up against Detroit where he was the quarterback number two. I know Justin Herbert has made some crucial mistakes this season. He has missed Keenan Allen wide fucking open a couple times this season. But assuming Keenan Allen does play, I think ranking Justin Herbert anything shy of the top two tiers would be absolutely insane. At number seven, we have the Goffinator, Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions going up against the Chicago, Chicago Bears at home in Detroit last week. Quarterback eight up against the LA Chargers. Now, the one thing that has me not ranking Jared Goff inside the S tier, despite the fact that this matchup is a wet dream is the fact that this offense is so prolific in running the ball. Once they get to the red zone, you already know David Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs are going to break through and score. So with that said, I think that really limits Jared Goff's upside of throwing three or four touchdowns in a great matchup like this against the Bears. Again, does that mean that you need to just rank Jared Goff super low? Of course not. He could easily still be a top eight quarterback this week just throwing two touchdowns, but it does, in my opinion, definitely limit his upside. Moving now to the B-tier quarterbacks, eight through 10. At number eight, we got Big Cock Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in San Fran. Now, prior to the bye week, Things weren't looking the best for Purdy in weeks six through eight. But coming out the bye week, up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brock Purdy made the Jags defense hold his pocket like he was in prison. Brock Purdy laid that defense a pipe for that ass like he was a plumber, like his name was Mario or Luigi. This week, he gets a Bucks defense that does not scare me one bit. This is a San Francisco 49ers offense that is loaded to the gills. George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. There is no reason why Brock Purdy can't be at least a top 10 quarterback this week. At number nine, we have Josh Allen. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm going to keep it very real. I have Josh Allen ranked at nine. But if you wanted to play Kyler Murray ahead of him, I would not debate with you at all. There are players that are in the next tier that you could argue to start over Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a humongous risk this weekend. If you want to be safe, do not play Josh Allen this week, assuming you have fine options. Next tier, we got guys like Dobbs and Sam Howell. 
If you wanted to start Sam Howell or Dobbs ahead of Josh Allen, I would not call you crazy. Up against the Jets in Josh Allen's career, he has struggled. He has struggled. This year, week one, up against the Jets, only 236 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Now, my assumption is that this week he tries to play a little bit more conservative. He doesn't try to play hero ball. He doesn't try to throw all the interceptions. But the problem is that is who Josh Allen is deep inside. He's the gunslinger. He tries to heave these balls for no pause for no fucking reason, right? Instead of just taking the check down to Kincaid, who's butt naked wide open to James Cook, he tries to be the hero, do a 360 no scope like he's playing fucking Call of Duty, fucking DSR, titty knack, and he throws the ball and then boom. Boom, it's a pick because he just threw it into three guys instead of just taking the check down. So up against the Jets, I hope that Joe Brady gives him a massage, shout out to Sean Watson, and calms him down. Because Josh Allen, if he plays calm here, he won't turn the ball over and he'll be fine. The problem is he's probably going to do exactly what I don't want him to do and fuck everything up. So Josh Allen feels fair at quarterback nine. If you're really scared, you can rank him even lower than this. And again, if you wanted to start Kyler over Josh Allen, Dobbs or Sam Howell, I wouldn't think you were that crazy at all. But again, there is also a chance that maybe firing their offensive coordinator just writes the way, writes the passage. And then magically, Josh Allen is a lot safer of a quarterback. At number 10, we got Kyler Murray going up against the Houston Texans. In Houston, Kyler Murray returned last week up against the Atlanta Falcons and looked like the old Kyler Murray that we are used to. Very explosive in running the rock. Great matchup up against the Texans in what might be one of the highest scoring games of the week. That's really all I got to say about Kyler. At this point... He looks way healthier than I thought he would, so he deserves to be ranked inside the top 10. Moving to the C tier, we got Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders going up against the G-Men. Now, last time he played up against the Giants in MetLife was a disaster. One of his worst games of the season, only quarterback 23 in that game, zero touchdowns, one INT. Now, that was a Giants team that still had a bit of life left in it, right? That was a Giants team that had some hope. We are now in week 11, and there is no hope. Tommy DeVito, the Italian stallion, is the starting quarterback of the Giants, so I think this is a much better show out of Sam Howell at number 12. But again, I do slightly worry that because this is a division game, it just somehow ends up being close. At number 12, we have Joshua Dobbs, two straight weeks inside the top five as the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. The week prior to that, he was quarterback seven in Arizona up against the Packers. Now, the Denver Broncos defense has definitely looked better as of recently. They look nothing like what they looked like when the Miami Dolphins spit-roasted them and gave them a nice bukkake all the way back in like week four or whenever the fuck that was. That was amazing to watch as a Dolphins fan. So, Josh Dobbs feels like eventually... The luster is going to fall off because it happened in Arizona. He started off real hot, few couple games, and then started to really cool off. Now, maybe in Minnesota, with the better weapons around him, that fall off will not occur. I don't think it's going to fall off this week, though, up against the Broncos, as I think Joshua Dobbs can still get it done. Moving now to the D tier, this is where more worries start to set in, in my opinion. All the guys the top 12 outside of Josh Allen I just feel very safe with. Now is where we get a little bit worried in the D tier. At number 13, we got Justin Fields. Now, if you want to mitigate as much risk as possible, you should probably sit Justin Fields this week, going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Now, the Lions defense looks like a shell of themselves, so this could really be a game where Justin Fields goes hammer time on the defense, but there's also a chance that Justin Fields comes back and maybe looks like he did at the beginning of the season where he was the quarterback 15, 20, and 24 and not the games in week four and five where he was a top three quarterback. 
So there is definitely reasons to worry. Now, there's also reasons to believe that maybe Justin Fields, fully healthy, he's going to go out there and ball. It is certainly possible, but I wouldn't bet all my fucking gold doubloons on it, right? I would just say if I had Fields, look, if I had Fields and Russell Wilson, I, for one, we talk about this a lot on the channel, I am a much more risky fantasy player than a lot of people. I'm going for broke, right? I'm going for that big game, so I'm playing Fields. But if you want to be safe, I think Wilson's going to get you a decent score, right? I don't think Wilson up against the Minnesota Vikings defense is going to sell you up the river, whereas I think Justin Fields could. At number 14, we got Mr. Unlimited going up against the Minnesota Vikings defense at home in Denver on Sunday Night Football. Back-to-back weeks inside the top 14. Quarterback 11 last week, and last week up against the Buffalo Bills in prime time really showed me that maybe that old version of Russell Wilson is still there inside of him, right? Now, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and look like vintage Russ from all those years ago but there were a couple of throws he made like that touchdown pass to Sutton or a couple of those shovel passes where it's like okay that's the Russell Wilson that we are used to or that's what I was used to when I was in middle school and high school that's the Russell Wilson I was used to even in college whereas you know last year he just looked like a fucking shell of himself he looks like a dumpster fire so going up against the Vikings defense this week I think Russ does fine If this was a better matchup, like up against the Bills, I would have had him ranked a little bit higher. Next week, he gets the Browns. That's pretty worrisome. But then he gets the Texans, the Chargers, the Lions, the Patriots, and the Chargers again. There's reason to believe that this won't be the best game for Russell Wilson, but he should be just fine. At number 15, we got Trevor Lawrence. Now, this is another guy to where I am ready to hit the wee-woo-wee-woo mayday button on Trevor Lawrence. Sean not Sean Payton, Doug Peterson. I don't know why the fuck Sean Payton came to my mind because we were just talking about Mr. Unlimited. Doug Peterson, head coach of the the Chargers. That's Brandon Staley. Head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. My brain is in a mush right now. Basically implied that Lawrence is a little bit fucked up. Playing hurt. He looked terrible against the 49ers. I don't think it's possible to look that bad against the Titans. But I am worried, right? I'm worried because it feels like Lawrence, who to me is a great quarterback... His ceiling isn't what I thought it would be. Most, if you ask me entering into this year, Nick, what do you think Lawrence could do in a game against the Titans defense? I would say top five, right? Right now, my thought is his ceiling is probably top 12, right? Anywhere from quarterback 10 to 12 is probably his ceiling. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Trevor Lawrence sucks because a lot of people have been talking like that, and I think that's just wrong, right? But I will not sit here and just give him the Gawk Gawk 9000 special because of how he's performed recently. He's going to be fine. He's another guy. I'm not betting all my gold doubloons on this fucker. He'll be okay. But again, I get why people are nervous to start him, because I am too. At number 15, we got Jordan Love Me Tender, Love Me Sweet, going up against a horrid Chargers defense. Now, actually, the Chargers have a lot of players defensively. They just can't figure it out. And Brandon Staley is a defensive guru, and he fucking sucks at doing that. Jordan Love might have looked a little bit better last week against the Steelers, but the Steelers' defense is tough. Now, I know Jordan Love starts off the season looking like Aaron Rodgers, right? Three touchdowns, no interceptions in back-to-back weeks. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. It's like, holy fuck, this guy is too legit to quit. But recently, he's been a turnover machine, like his name was Josh Allen. But going up against the Chargers, I think he's kind of a safer bet this week to at least be like a top 18 guy. I don't expect him to go out there and be like a top five quarterback, but I think it is in the realm of possibilities. At number 17, we got Gino. Now, I, for one... Did not believe one bit in Geno last week. He was playing the Commanders, and everyone was like, oh my god, it's such a great matchup, Nick. You'd be a fool to not play Geno. Well, he threw 369 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, so I was wrong. 
But if you looked at his whole season, even in great matchups, quarterback 29, 15, 17, 16, 26, 17, 8, 25, quarterback 19 on the season. Up until last week, he did not look at all like the Geno Smith that we were used to from last season. We're, this is like Jets Geno Smith we were watching out there. Up against the Rams is a fine matchup. To be honest with you, if the other quarterbacks past this tier weren't, you know, like Baker and Matthew Stafford, right? If we had more quarterbacks, if there wasn't teams on by, there's no way in fuck Geno would be inside the top 18. Moving now to the E tier. Quarterbacks 18 and 19, Baker Mayfield and Matthew Stafford. Baker going up against the Niners in San Francisco. Baker's been a top 12 quarterback in four straight weeks. I've been giving Baker his flowers. I've been talking very kindly about Baker. But now is when the run ends here. Because while I love Baker Mayfield, and while I think he gets a lot of undeserved hate, going up against the San Francisco 49ers is a tough task. It's not the Titans. It's not the Texans. It's not the Bills or Atlanta. Four teams that this man went balls deep in in the last four weeks. The 49ers might have this guy locked behind bars. Locked up, don't let me out. Like that Akon song. So again, while I love Baker Mayfield, this week just doesn't seem to be it. But again, Baker does have a little bit of that fucking Fitzpatrick in him. A little bit of that that magic, you know? Where maybe even in a shit matchup here, he just gets a little lucky. At number 19, we got Matthew Stafford. Now, Matthew Stafford has yet to be a top 12 quarterback all season. Coming back off of an injury that he could easily re-aggravate again. So, some people would be higher on Stafford than me, but personally, I think quarterback 19 is fair. Especially since Lamar and Joe Burrow already played. RIP to Joe Burrow for fantasy. That sucked. Should have mentioned that off the top. But, man. Stafford just hasn't looked good this season. He just hasn't looked great. He had one good game this season. One. So, again, while I still love Matthew Stafford, what's his ceiling now? Quarterback 13, 14? Probably. Moving next to the F tier. Now, if you have to start one of these guys... Good luck, Charlie, like the fucking TV show, man. You're just fucked. Good luck, pal. If you guys have enjoyed today's video, make sure you guys hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. And real quick, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and Underdog has a great offer for you guys today that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds, but first, I want to explain to you guys how the Underdog Pick'em works. So you're going to have to go ahead and select at least two players from two different teams, so we're not looking at the Steelers at the Browns game. We're going to go ahead and look at the Dallas and Carolina game. First, we're going to go ahead and go with CeeDee Lamb, higher than 82.5 receiving yards. I believe that the Panthers will have zero answer for CeeDee Lamb and CD Lamb is going to continue to go on that tear that he's been on over the last couple of weeks. And then we're going to go with Justin Herbert up against the Packers defense, higher than one and a half passing touchdowns. This feels like a pretty average day for Herbert where he throws for two touchdowns. So I think he hits the higher than one and a half passing touchdowns. And I think CD hits higher than 82 and a half receiving yards. So if both of those hit, we'll get three times our entry fee. If you do three picks, it's six times your entry fee. If you do four picks, it's 10 times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee, assuming that all the picks hit. Now, if you live in one of the states listed on your screen right now and use promo code NOTORIOUS or click on the link in the video description down below, you'll receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. So you deposit $100, they give an additional $150, additional $50, $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here, F-tier quarterbacks 20 through 23. At number 22, we got Mayo Man Will Levis. Started off his 
career on fire. NBA Jam style after that, quarterback 21 and 26. Fine matchup here. I just can't really rely on him. And number 21, can you do something for me? AOC. And we ain't talking about the politician with some huge knockers. We're talking about Aiden O'Connell going up against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Falling outside the top 20 every single week. The Dolphins defense looks way better. Quarterback 21 feels fine. At number 22, we got the MILF hunter, Zach Wilson, going up against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. It doesn't matter what defense he's playing. He could be going up against a bunch of 7th graders, and if I'm being honest with you, I wouldn't trust him. This is an offense that just cannot score touchdowns to save their fucking life. They might still beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, but it won't be because Zach Wilson throws four touchdowns, or even one, or maybe even, he might not even throw a touchdown in the game, and they could still win. At number 23, we got Bryce Young, Mula, baby, going up against the Dallas Cowboys at home in Carolina. Now, up against, yeah, up against the Dallas Cowboys at home in Carolina. I thought I said that wrong for a second. One game inside the top 10, everything else outside the top 12. Terrible matchup against the the, the Cowboys, so that's why he's ranked here. And then the F tier, the G, the, or the G tier, the G spot, quarterback 24, Kenny Pickett going up against the Browns. This is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not that bad, but he's only had thrown over one touchdown in one game. He's had multiple games with zero touchdowns, and he's facing one of the best defenses in the NFL. That's why he's ranked so low. And again, I might be more of a Kenny Pickett truther than most. Especially in the offseason. But he hasn't really done good this season if we're keeping it a buck. Travis Kelsey, Mr. Swift over here. Going up against the Philadelphia Eagles at home in Kansas City. The Kelsey Bowl. Can't wait to see Donna Kelsey 6,000 times in this game. Last game out prior to the bye week, tight end 29 against the Dolphins. They absolutely locked him up and threw away the key. This week against the Eagles, I expect him to get back on the saddle and have a humongous performance. At number two, we got TJ Hawkinson. Now, last week, I was led astray by a report that TJ Hawkinson is actually going to only be in on crucial snaps. He's not going to be playing the whole game, Nick. And then this motherfucker has 15 targets, 11 receptions, over 130 yards and a touchdown. What a fool I was. I know the Broncos defense is getting better, but I won't be fooled again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. We're playing TJ Hawkinson with supreme confidence. Number three, we got DK, Dalton Kincaid. We're getting kinky up in here, up against the Jumbo Jets. Now, I know that the Jets defense is a tough task, but they're not the best against the tight end, and I feel like Josh Allen's just going to keep targeting him a lot like he's been over the last Four games, six or more targets in every single game without Dawson Knox. He had 11 targets up against the Bengals. And again, it's not like the Bills just miraculously out of nowhere were on the struggle bus against the Broncos. They've been struggling for fucking weeks. So even if they struggle here again against the Jets, I think that Dalton Kincaid will get enough targets to be fine. At number four, we have Laporta. They're kind of coin flips, Laporta versus Kincaid. Laporta going up against the Bears. Again, I think Laporta is a little bit semi-cucked. Same with the Monroe St. Brown by the fact that the running backs are so efficient and the Ben Johnson rushing scheme is insane in Detroit. That it does kind of leave me wishing for a little bit more with Laporta, but he's basically been a lock to be a top 10, top 8 tight end every week. He's currently the tight end 4 in PPR, so again, no real reason to panic. Moving now to the A tier again, all guys that you got to be starting in your lineup. Tight end 5, George Kittle Me Timbas of the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Bucks again. Another sad day. We lost Mark Andrews for the season. That was a rough game. Thursday Night Football, taking a lot of casualties this week. Kittle versus the Bucks. Kittle has actually been really safe recently, which is not his MO. Normally, he is boom or bust. He's either busting on your opponent, dropping 25-plus points, or 
he's sinking your battleship with like five fantasy points. Recently, he's had 21, 24, and 13 fantasy points. Even with Debo back, which is normally kind of the kryptonite for George Kittle, he still played quite well last week against the Jaguars. Basically, everyone scored a touchdown aside from McCaffrey last week for the 49ers. Solid matchup again against the Bucks. The upside is so high that you're never sitting him, but again, we will acknowledge that he could be a bust this week. At number six, we got McBride, Trey McBride, going up against the Houston Texans in Houston. Tight end two last week with Kyler Murray back, it would appear that until Zach Ertz returns, and I think even when Zach Ertz returns, we're going to keep seeing a whole lot of Trey McBride in this offense. I expect a lot yet again up against a pretty middle-of-the-road Texans defense, which are not the best up against the tight end. At number seven, we got Dalton Schultz going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Same game here. He has had a top eight performance in one, two, three, four, five of his last six games. One down game up against the Panthers, but hey, I'm not too worried about that. In that span of six games, he has scored four touchdowns. The Cardinals defense is terrible. Now, they're actually not the best, or actually not the worst against the tight end, which is a little shocking. But still, probably no Noah Brown. We could see probably eight plus targets here, potentially for Schultz. Moving now to the B tier. Now, again, this is a tier down from the S and the A, but these are all kind of guys that are basically must-starts as well. Easy E, Evan Ingram. Now, Ingram shit the bet against the 49ers, but again... Ingram has kind of been a guy, him and Travis Etienne have basically been immune to the Jaguars offense, right? When the Jaguars are at the highest of the highs, they're balling. When the Jaguars are at the lowest of the lows, bottom of the barrel, look like a steaming pile of horse shit, they're still playing well. Last week, though, tight end 21. Seven targets, four receptions, 12 yards. Again, am I panicking? No. He's got a great bounce back spot against the Titans, and he's... Another one of these guys that's like a top 12 tight end basically every single week. At number nine, we got Jake Fergalicious Ferguson going up against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Top six tight end in back-to-back weeks. Three straight weeks as a top 12 tight end in all three of those games. Fuck, did I hold up the three like that? All three of those games, three of those games have been with a touchdown. Again, we talked about Dak. We kind of gave up the metaphorical tug, the metaphorical gawk gawk 9,000. Love this spot against the Panthers. I think Jake Ferguson continues his run of scoring touchdowns at number 10 to close out the B tier. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. Logan Thomas. Now, Logan Thomas, I wouldn't say is as safe 100% as Ferguson and Ingram, but it's kind of close. Tight end 13, 23, 10, and 14 over the last four weeks. When he's healthy, he's getting at least five targets. Solid matchup against the Giants. Again, he might not be as safe as the other two, but he's still pretty, pretty fucking safe. And considering how volatile the tight end position is, moving now to the C tier. This is where we whip, we whip, we rip the band-aid off, and it starts to get a little bit grosser. Tight end 11, Cole Komet. Three straight weeks of over seven targets, but that was with Tyson Bigent. Now it's back to Justin Fields. Now we know Justin Fields loves Cole Komet, but will as much love be reciprocated here? That's what worries me. Also, the worry of mine is that Justin Fields might just look like absolute... Dick Cheese this week. So Komet feels fine. At tight end 11. At number 12, we got Conklin. Now, despite the fact that Zach Wilson throws the ball like he can't see, right? Throws the ball like he's the headless horseman, like he's Stevie Wonder or something. And despite the fact that I hate Zach Wilson, Tyler Conklin has been fed like a fat kid at Thanksgiving. Almost Thanksgiving, baby. If you guys 
are free on Thanksgiving if you're not at the in-laws or you're not at your cousin's house or whatever. Make sure you watch the live stream. We'll be live probably from 11.30 to 12.30 on Thanksgiving. And then we'll be live on Black Friday as well. Uh, Conklin, six or more targets in back-to-back weeks. Again, for some reason, despite the fact that Zach Wilson is straight up ass, straight cheeks, all of his targets to Conklin appear to be very accurate. Eventually, this is going to fall off, but the Bills' defense, they're bad. So Conklin should be just fine. Moving now to the D tier, tight ends 13 through 14. I love David Njoku. I love the Chief. I'm a huge believer in this guy. But with Dorian Thompson-Robinson under center, you need to pray to the football gods that he just force-feeds David Njoku. Because you know, the targets aren't going to be the best. He was David Njoku's been cooking up a five-star Michelin meal recently with... Fuck. With uh, David Deshaun Watson under center. I almost forgot his name. And now he has DTR. He's going against the Steelers. Not the best. Number 14, Luke Musgrave. We say this every week. Luke Musgrave is like an analytics nerd's dream. In like these interesting analytics, he pops off the screen. But in terms of regular stats, he's not the best. Been okay over the last two games. Chargers defense sucks cock. Feels like Luke should be fine this week. But again, I don't really feel like he's going to be a guy that just goes straight up nuclear this week. Now moving to the E tier. Tight ends 15 through 17. Again, you might think these guys are bad. Once we get past the E tier, it is straight up just close your eyes and blind fire. Take that shot, Stephen Curry from the moon. You guys remember that meme where it's like Steph Curry shooting from the moon and it's like, you up? You know? E tier, 15, Kate Otten going up against the Niners. I love Kate Otten. I hate this matchup. I think he has potential six plus target upside. So that's what's got him ranked here. Number 16, Michael Myers' brother, Michael Mayer, going up against the Dolphins. Tight end nine last week, scored a touchdown. Dolphins defense, even at their best, normally sucks cock against the tight end. But they absolutely shut down Travis Kelsey. But I don't think the game plan this week is going to be shut down Mayer. It's going to be shut down Devontae Adams. So Mayer should be fine. 17, Tyler Higby. Higby has been bad, bad, bad once Cup came back. But with Stafford back, I think he'll just be okay. Like, if he scores a touchdown, he'll be happy. Now into just the steaming pile of dog shit. We're going to go over these guys so briefly. Because if you have to play one of these guys, you're, you're screwed anyways. Tight end 18, Chig going up against the Jags. I like Chig. I think he's talented. I think Levis could potentially elevate him, but there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Basically, just D-hop, get a million targets. That's stopping Chig. Number 19, Donald Parham going up against the Green Bay Packers, Chargers tight end. No Gerald Everett, bumped up Parham. Parham is a guy that might have two catches for one yard and two touchdowns, or he might have two targets, zero receptions. That's the kind of guy he is. At number 20, Daniel Bellinger going up against the Commanders. Daniel Bellinger looked really good with the Giants last year, but now that Tommy DeVito's under center, it's basically subdued all of his upside. 21, Noah Fant going up against the LA Rams. Noah Fant is a great tight end. He's a very talented player. Problem is that the Seahawks use three different tight ends. So there you go, tight end 21-22. Adam Troutman, the fish man, going up against the Minnesota Vikings at home in Denver. Adam Troutman is another solid player, but Russell Wilson doesn't really target the tight end that much unless their name is Jimmy Graham. Number 23, we got Tommy, make that ass tremble of the Carolina Panthers going up against the Cowboys. Fine matchup here. Like, I don't think the Cowboys are really that prolific against the tight end. Let's see what Fantasy Pros has to say about that. Like, I don't really think... They are some world beaters against the tight end, but still Tommy Tremble, right? Like, their Dallas defense is actually pretty bad against the tight end. But again, he's Tommy fucking Tremble. And Bryce Young's his quarterback. Number 24, Austin Hoop God Hooper. Actually, 
pretty good player, just doesn't get a lot of targets because of Michael Mayers. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did up enjoying today's video, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Smack that like button like it owes you some money. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great guys' day. If you guys hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Check out one of the videos on your screen if you haven't seen them already. I'm out of focus, so we're heading out of here. I love you guys, as always. Good boy!